What's a shepherd do with a shepherd's staff? We're going over here. We're going over there. Come on, sheep. Amen. And so let's let's be led by the Spirit. And uh, you know, I've he's he's got to guard his heart, just like I have to guard my heart when I'm preaching and you're sleeping. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to guard my heart when your cell phone goes off. Oh yeah. So, you know, you're gonna have to give him some time. He's he he's the worship leader, but you know, when we come together we all have roles to fulfill. And his role is to lead you into worship. It's my role to 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 lead you and to teach you and to feed you, protect you. So you know what you need to do is discover your role, what you're called to do, and then do it. Amen? Amen. Um, I need my slideshow presentation to begin. You know what that is? You don't need to turn that light off. That's a poison dart fart. fart, fart. <laughs> years ago, that would have devastated me, but after 30 years, it doesn't. Poison dart, say it together, frog. They probably do that too. I, I don't know. Do you know what they do with those frogs? What do the native, of the, the Indians do with that frog? Got any ideas? They use the poison in that tiny little frog. And they use that to you know, when they go hunting, okay? So, pretty toxic. What's the next one? Now, that's an interesting name because they call it a death stalker scorpion, okay? And they have one of the most toxic venoms. And if you get bit by one, you'll never forget it. Let's go to the next one. Now, that's a jellyfish, and... I'm not giving you all that. This is a zoology lesson, I guess. But they, some species of this jellyfish produce extremely potent venom. And if you get bit by this, it's very painful. You were in the water, weren't you, before? Did they warn you about those when you were in the service? Did it hurt? Ooh. All right, and uh, here's the next one, a puffer fish, okay? Um, that also, if you get bit by this, it there's an ulcer that, you know, rises up on your skin or a lesion, and it's very hard to heal. You got one more there? Okay, how many of you have ever been bit by a brown recluse? You think so? You can get it caught between your clothing or in your bed sheets. And what it does, it produces something, too, that it's very hard to heal if you get bit by that. I don't think it will kill you, but I'll tell you what, it's, it, it's very painful. Um, this last one is the worst. It's the worst. The Bible says it's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. 
the Bible says it's a little member and it boasts great things. I wasn't planning on going this route. I could think of another series besides your tongue and my tongue. But I believe the Spirit of God in the next few weeks wants to bring us up to speed on this little member. Okay, thank you. You can turn that off. I want you to look in your Bibles to Proverbs 18. Proverbs chapter 18. I'll read it to you from the New King James, and then we'll read it also from the Message Translation. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says this. Death and life are in the power of a what? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So, I mean, here, here's the message, Bible. I like this one. It said, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. That's good. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. So if you want poison, you can choose poison. If you want fruit, you can choose fruit. If you want life, choose life. If you want death, choose death. And it's all in this little member right here, the tongue. I'll ask you a question, and, I'll, and uh, you don't need to get all upset about it and raise your hand. How many words do you think you've spoken in your lifetime? See, that's our, our example right there. They start that age, too. How many words do you think you've spoken in your lifetime? In a day, how many do you think you speak? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What was that thing you're talking about? The how many times you use your how many times do you think you bend over a day? Forward. How many times do you think you bend over forward? He's been getting therapy for his back, but how many what what was it? Three thousand. So that's three thousand. What do you think this little member does? Now let me ask you another question. Of all the words that you've spoken in your lifetime, and some of you are older, some of you are younger, how many were poisonous? Oh, let's say it this way. Since you were a Christian, how many were poisonous? Say it again. This little member. Fruit or poison? So we're going to look at the subject of the tongue. Words number one, we'll look at this today. We'll go through this quickly. This isn't going to be a long message because I want it to be an example. We don't need to say a lot. (laughs) Words reveal your level of maturity, number one. Number two, words reveal the condition of your heart. Number three, words can give direction to your life. 
I want you to understand the importance of this little member and understand the importance of your tongue. How did all this universe begin? In the beginning, God said, let there be light. This is how it operates in the realm of the spirit. He is a faith God speaking faith-filled words. We're created in his likeness, so it stands to reason that we will operate under the same type of spiritual law. Our words are powerful. How many have ever had your feelings hurt? Just me? Well, what, what, what causes your feelings to be hurt, folks? Words. How many have ever been encouraged? What brought that encouragement? Words. Words. Look at James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Everyone say this with me. What is a perfect man? James chapter 3 verse 1 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we all shall receive a stricter judgment. Does that mean the preacher is going to be held more accountable for what he does and says than you? I try not to think about it. I don't go to bed tonight thinking, oh, you're going to stand before the great Supreme Court justice of the universe for what you've said and what you've done, what you've spoken. And Oh, boy. But, yeah, I will, I will receive a stricter judgment than you. Everyone can go like this. But you're not exempt. It says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a what? Perfect man, also able to bridle the whole body. Perfect in the Greek means that which has reached an end, finished, complete. When it's applied to believers, it denotes maturity. The message Bible says, we get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. Let me, let me pose this to you. Maybe some of the things in your life you don't like right now are a result of your words, of your tongue. See, that child back there that's making all that racket is prophetic today. Prophetic. Now, I really made her cry. Sorry I picked on you. Don't get offended, little one. Because that's how most Christians are. I said, now, let me clarify. Christians, not sinners, Christians, haven't learned how to control their tongue yet. 
Proverbs 15, 2 says, The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. See, how do you know you're in the presence of a fool? You talk all the time. Words coming forth all the time. How do you know you're wise? A wise believer. Few words. Few words. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3 says, A fool's voice is known by his many words. Now, I suppose tomorrow you're all going to wake up and go, I'm not going to be a fool today, so I'm not going to talk all the time. A fool's voice is known by his many words. See, the, the danger for me is this. The danger for him up front here, our worship leader, is this. We are put in a position where we have to speak words. Many words sometimes. Tune in on him on early morning. I go down, he keeps me awake with all his words. That's his job. But the more you speak words, there's, there's, you're susceptible to putting your foot in your mouth. Poison tree. Frog. Remember, I didn't say frog. It happens. Proverbs 29, 9, 11 says, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds him back. Wow. A fool vents all his feelings. How many have ever wanted to vent? I came home the other day and the wife said, Take a deep breath. Why? Many words coming forth. Yet, and then the next day later, I said, take a deep breath. What goes around comes around. She had to be really verbal that day. I said, take a deep breath. You wouldn't like to live at our house. Words. Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. He keeps his mouth shut. When he shuts his lips, he's considered perceptive. So words, your words will, will reveal to other people whether, number one, you're wise, or number two, you're a fool. I'll never forget when I went to Bible school, Dr. Hagen, and some of you know him, remarkable life of faith. You'd see him on campus, he... I'd say, hello, Dr. Hagen, and he'd go, walk on. Man, a few words. Oral Roberts. I met Oral Roberts. All of you know who Oral Roberts? Let me see your hands. Oral Roberts. She graduated from Oral Roberts, and so we went back to there when I went to Bible school, and I worked at Oral Roberts, and I cleaned his personal throne. That's what I did when I went to Bible school. I cleaned toilets. And I came out of Oral Roberts' bathroom like I, and I was even, I'm fast now, but I was faster back then. 
I had my head down, and I was just going to town. I ran smack dab into Oral Roberts and knocked him over. I said, <laughs> I said, excuse me, sir. And all they did was, well, wouldn't it be great if we did that? People offend us. People do things to us. And all we do is go, walk off. But I haven't done that in my life. Because I was a type A personality that was repressed by my mother for years. She pushed me down. How many of you know what a type A personality is? That's what I am. I didn't find out till later in life what I was. And I'll tell you, from then on, I'd let you know what I thought. And I still will, but I'm not quite like I used to be. Because I'd like to believe I'm not as foolish as I used to be. And it's a funny thing. With her, she's quiet. When we got married, she's so quiet and reserved. Now, she's the one that <laughs> lets you know. And I'm going, I started my life with being that way, and she's quiet. Now I'm starting to quiet down, and she's getting the opposite. What is going on? But I'll never forget, the man of God told me, he said, son, he said, wise is the man who listens to his wife's radar. And I still got to listen to it, whether I want to or not. Number two, look at Matthew 12. We're just doing two today, so. I'm just not happy. And I say that sincerely. God is endeavoring to do a work in my heart. And when God's working in your heart, you're very frustrated and unhappy. So I just thought I'd tell you to give you hope that God's working in your pastor's heart. And I'm not happy with some of you either. Because God is endeavoring to work in your heart. That's so why I had these three couples last week. You, you three couples, you, you're in for it. You better get a pillow and sit down when you come in, in the days ahead. Because there's some changes that need to be made in you. Changes begin in, at the top. In the leadership. Then it comes down through the people. You want people to give, then you as a leader needs to give. You want people to worship, then you better worship every day. You want to lead the youth and take care of your kids at home and be an example at home with them. Oh, pastor, you're hurting me. It's my job. Reproof and correction. Reproof and correction. Right here. Matthew 12, verse 33. 
Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, Jesus said, for a tree is known by its fruit. How are you known by? Your words. I'll never forget this. We were driving um, Charles Capps and his wife. Some of you don't even know who he is. But he, he, he's died and gone on to be with the Lord. Great man of God. And he was here in Norfolk. And we were his chauffeur. And unbeknownst to us, his wife was stricken with, was it liver cancer? Liver cancer. And we'd drive them, get them in the car, and he would not talk. And I was getting upset. I'm thinking, are you too good? Have you arrived that you can't talk to a, an average person? Are you that important? I wanted to say, you know, being a fool then, you'd like to say that. But he didn't talk because he knew the importance of words. She's still alive. Not long ago, a year or two ago, he walked into his family, his, his wife. They were sitting at the, the dinner table, and kid says, I'm going home to be with the Lord. I'm going to bed. That's it. He went to bed, died, went home. Power of the tongue. Life and death is in this little member. Brood of vipers, Jesus said, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So number two, words reveal your heart condition. Words will reveal your heart condition. I'm not talking about your ticker. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Now, I want you to notice something. It doesn't say, but I say to you, for every idle word that Pastor Mike speaks, it says, men in general. They will give account of it on the day of judgment. How many have read that and read that and read it? You go, you read it and you go over and over. And some, one day it just like, you mean I got to stand before God for the idle words that I spoke? Pretty heavy, isn't it? For by your words you will be justified, Jesus said, and by your words you will be condemned. Now he gives an illustration here. He talks about uh, a tree. The heart is the root. Understand there's a heart and mouth connection. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart is the root and the language is the fruit. The heart is the fountain, the words are the streams. The heart here, he says, is the treasury, and the words are the things that are brought out of the treasury. Good treasure or bad treasure? So you look at this, and I want you to understand how important your words are, how important my words are. There's times I've gotten up here and said things I wish I could go back and, and just delete them. 
Like on a phone, delete. You can't do it because once the words go forth, they're out there. And words either hurt or they heal. They either bring life or they bring death. If you and I have a problem with our tongue, it's because we have a problem with our heart. You get on people for what they say and how they say it. And we've all been offended before. But we fail to realize out of the abundance of their heart, their mouth is speaking. There's something in the heart that's out of order. That's causing the wrong treasure to come forth. That's why... The psalmist said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of your heart. So if we would think about some things, how many of you have ever thought about it? If I just would have thought about that before I said it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, Proverbs tell us. If we had just... Think about some things. My wife is better at this than... No, I was going to say better at thinking, but... Could be true. She does think about things. I'm off the cuff. I've been great in a Western. You'd had it. I'd shoot. I wouldn't ask any questions. Tombstone, greatest Western ever made. Lonesome Dove. That was that date and you too. Just shoot. Then your old smoke clears, the bad guys are gone, and you're standing there with a hole in your white hat. But she thinks about things. I'll tell her something. She'll say, let me think about it. I don't want you to think about it. I want you to tell me I'm right in what I want to do. Let me do it. Let me say it. I mean, you better think about it. You better think about it. I always wondered what it would be like to be married to a woman that was compliant. And have boys that were compliant. God's blessed me. Listen to this and I'm done. Matthew Henry said this. Now listen. great theologian, he said this, God takes notice of every word we say, even that which we ourselves do not notice. I'll take a step further. He, He knows every thought you're thinking too. Vain, idle, impertinent talk is displeasing to God. It is the product of a vain and trifling heart. We must shortly account for these idle words. They will prove us unprofitable servants that have not improved the faculties of reason and speech, which are part, now listen, which are part of the talents we are entrusted with. I thought that was an interesting thing. Talents that we are entrusted with. Words. So your tongue... Your words reveal what today? The condition of your heart, 
and your level of maturity. You can get around somebody and talk to them, and you can tell if they're mature or not. I can get around a sinner, and, and, and they're more mature than some Christians, have more character than some Christians. Say this with me. This little member can speak life or death, blessing or curses. The Bible says it's a deadly poison.